Germany is well known for its expressionist movement, with such names as Der Blaue Reiter Group, Das Kabinett des Dr. Caligaris, and Gottfried Ben, Ein kleines Schwesterchen lach tot, who created their art before the fall of the Third Reich in 1945. However, many of these motifs carried into the later half of the 20th century in a synthesized format of the conflicts within the self which are carried out on the landscape of our civilization. Take, for example, the novel, Die Neuen Leiden des Jungen B, in which the ghost of a young man attempts to communicate with his father after the former's untimely demise. That story, of a young man acting out his own psychodramas, which by and large cannot be observed in the outside world, takes place in East Germany, and the author of Zirkuswesen was himself a member of the SED, the Social Unity Party of Germany, or the Ruling Party until his membership was revoked in 1977, one year before the story, Zirkelsfesen, was published in Kunitz's collection, Camera Obscura. This story is studied often as a parable, warning the reader against the allowance of authoritarianism. Zirkelsfesen, von Günter Kunitz. Kaum hatte die Vorstellung begonnen, ertönte ein einstimmiger Entsetzensschrei des Publikums. Der Dompteur war über seinen schönsten Königstiger hergefallen und hatte sich in das Nacken verbissen. Als sich die Besucher hastig aus dem Zelt drängten, gab das Tier schon kein Lebenszeichen mehr von sich. Die anderen Gefleckten, Gestreiften und Geringerten pressten sich mit eingezogenen Schwänzen ans Gitter und heulten auf, als sich der Dompteur erhob, um sich auf die Tür des Käfigs zu stürzen, indem er seine Attraktion vorführte. Die metallenen Stäbe flogen auseinander, und er stürmte ins Freie. Unaufhaltsam stampfte er in seinen hohen, schwarzen Stiefeln, Sporen klirrend auf die Straße und durch sie. »Der Dompteur ist los! Der Dompteur ist los!« ächzte es von Haus zu Haus. Er selber aber schrie und dröhnte und donnerte durch die Gassen, knallte mit der Peitsche und schnalzte mit den Fingern, dass niemand davon verschont war. Seinen Weg säumten auf Händen stehende Straßenbahnschaffnerinnen, auf Wäscheleinen balancierende Hauswarter oder in strammer Haltung gelähmte Feuerwehrleute, die erst seinetwegen und dann vor ihm ausgerückt waren. Bei jedem Peitschenknall sprangen Großwetter inne und stuben Keuchchen auf den Tisch oder auf den Ofen, wo sie mit angewinkelten Armen hocken blieb. »Der Dompteur ist los! Der Dompteur ist los!« Angst und Schrecken und erstaunliche, eilfertig ausgeführte Dressurleistungen griffen immer weiter um sich. Auf ihren Stöhlen in ihren Wohnungen kauten die Bewohner der Stadt, auf den Peitschenknall lauend der ihnen erlaubte, zu Boden zu springen und knirren und mirren in die Küche oder ins Bett zu schleichen. Endlich, drei Abende später, gelang es, 
den Dompteur einzufangen und zum Bürgermeister zu machen. Seitdem herrscht in der Stadt wieder Ruhe und Ordnung. Und ein ganz unglaublicher Aufschwung des Zirkuswesens lässt sich nicht länger leugnen. So, what are the motifs in Zirkuswesen that were pulled from the Expressionist movement? And were they advanced in Kunert's time as a form of social critique? The obvious motif would be the opening. Ein einstimmiger Entsetzen Schrei. In English, a unified scream of horror. It is re reminiscent of the well-known expressionist's work, The Scream, by Edvard Munch. The scream of nature, of a human awakening to the terror of the world in which we exist, is indicative of a human's internal struggle in an unfamiliar, if not impossible, reality. Kunert himself was born in Berlin in 1929 and not allowed to continue on to higher education because of the Nuremberg race laws, which were enacted by the Nazi party in 1935, when Kunert was six years old. He finished an apprenticeship in the garment industry, but after the fall of the Third Reich in 1945, Kunert studied graphic design at the College of Applied Arts in Berlin, publishing his first writings in 1948 in the satirical magazine Uhlenspiegel. So, how does this background fit into the thematics of the story? Well, Franz Kafka, the author of the oft-translated The Metamorphosis, himself had been prevented from studying German literature because of his Jewish heritage well before the NS period in German history. Kafka's writings can be often cryptic and esoteric, but his novels in particular deal with the incongruencies experienced by the protagonists in their interactions with the outside world. Is there a tendency in art to become more abstract, more esoteric, more Kafka-esque in societies where the social realities do not allow for personal fulfillment? It could be, but as we will explore in a moment, Zirkusvesen puts a social reality front and center. Die metallen Stäbe flogen auseinander und er stürmte ins Freie. It is not solely the fact that a big cat is killed at the beginning of this piece that it makes me think of Rainier Maria Rilke's poem Der Panther. Sein Blick ist vom vorübergehenden Stäbe so müde geworden dass er nichts mehr hält. Ihm ist, als ob es tausend Stäbe gäbe und hinter tausend Stäben keine Welt. In English, and you can find many other translations of this poem online, but in English, Rilke's poem reads, His gaze has from looking over the bars grown so tired that it holds nothing anymore. To it, it has it is as if there were a thousand bars, and behind a thousand bars, no world. This classic example of the modern spirit being crushed by an oppressive world was written in 1902, and, over 75 years later, we have in the opening paragraph of Kunert's story the same bars, holding the same-sized cat, and a human within who brings about that spirit's demise. Der Dompteur ist los! Der Dompteur ist los! Äxte es von Haus zu Haus. 
What happens when the show of a man controlling nature escapes from its predetermined place and wreaks havoc amongst the community? Not only does the Domptio snap his fingers and crack his whip to command the trolley conductors, caretakers, and even the firefighters, but he builds a sense of internalization onto his people, having them hang on his every word. De Domptio, with his violence, reduces them to knurren und murren, very much like the magical little man in E.T.A. Hoffman's tale, Kleinsaches, genannt Zinoba. Schnurren und mirren in the pauses of his dialogue would. He would purr and snarl, as if he were a cat. Der Domptur has, in effect, reduced his people to animals. Now, armed with an army of cat people, what does our Domptur do? Well, the same thing cat owners have always done allow themselves to be placed in a box by their cats and be elected to higher office. The Domptur is caught by his subjects and elected to fulfill the role of mayor of their dominion, a decision which, Kunert says, brings peace and order to the city. Can we say, then, that the Domptur is a bad leader? He brings peace and order, and presumably has clowns making house calls. So to call him a bad leader is not necessarily always correct. However, therein lies the paradox of morality. How do we know what right and wrong are if we can only understand those meanings through our personal experiences? That is a very broad question which requires a lot of unpacking, so it will only be glossed over here. But it is important to note that the citizens of the city have been basically reduced to animals even from the standpoint of the reader, and the Dompteur has been given this godlike quality to make those citizens tremble with the slightest of actions. If people are stuck in this strange, impulsive realm and the Dompteur has himself become a deity, what is the task of the reader? We are stuck here between two very different lifestyles that do not make sense, and yet, if we as sensible people can read this story and understand it as an illogical sequence of events, then we are surely being called on to answer an ethical question. How should a human being feel in this scenario? Would you like to enable a madman whose only claim to fame is brutally murdering tigers? Or would you depose him in any way, shape, or form you could to ease the pain of an entire city? What do you feel would do our world best? And so, not only do the motifs of the story take on a deeply political slant, probably on account of the author's own experiences under authoritarian governments, but they also pose a universal question of ethics. Isn't good that which benefits the most people? Take it or leave it. It's all relative from your point of view. Personally, I wouldn't mind a circus every Tuesday, but I'm guessing Grandpa gets sick of standing on that stove. And so, without further ado, here is the English version of Günther Kunitz, Zirkusfesen. Circus Life The presentation had barely begun. A unified scream of horror rang out from the audience. The tamer had attacked his prized Bengal tiger and had gorged himself on its throat 
as the visitors hastily clambered out of the tent. The animals showed no more signs of life. The other speckled, striped, and banded ones pressed themselves with tucked tails against the fence and howled, as the tamer picked himself up to stumble towards the cage's door in which he played out his attraction. The metal staves flew apart, and he stormed into the open. Unendlessly he stomped in his tall black boots, spurs clinking, onto the streets and through them. The tamer is loose! The tamer is loose! It was moaned from house to house. He himself, however, screamed and droned and thundered through the alleys, cracking with the whip and snapping with the fingers that no one thereof would be spared. His path hemmed on the hands of standing trolley conductors, on clothesline balancing home caretakers, or in a burly demeanor lamed firefighters, who first because of him and then ahead of him were disengaged. With every crack of the whip jumped grandfathers in their parlors wheezing onto the table or the stove, where they stayed, squatted with cocked arms. The tamer is loose! The tamer is loose! Fear and terror and astonishing, hastily performed formulations grabbed a hold ever more around them. On their chairs in their dwellings cowered the citizens of the city, waiting the whip's crack to allow them to jump to the ground and snarling and purring into the kitchen or bed to skulk. Finally, three evenings later, it succeeded in capturing the tamer and making him mayor. Since then rules peace and order again and a wholly unbelievable rebound of the circus life can no longer be denied.